too often times we hear people talk about what we don't have or what they wish we had. So my approach to this is just to help share with people what all is available. When people start to become more engaged, then it just makes everything richer. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to our community, coming to you live from the I've Decided Studios here in Peoria. And the I, th this, our community podcast, which happens monthly, Eric, I don't know if you knew that or not, and I'll introduce Eric in just a second, um, is a part of the I've Decided community. We do it every month, and we have this conversation about Kim's weekly winning word for this particular week. And the word this week is flexible. But before we get into that, let's introduce Eric Christian with HR Fit. He's principal consultant with HR Fit, and he is my guest today. And Eric, tell us a little bit about who you are and what is HR Fit and how can it help some of our viewers out there? I would be happy to. Thanks for having me, Andy. You are welcome. And I've decided, and, and hello to the community. Eric Christian with HR Fit. We are a human resources consulting firm. Mm -hmm and we provide full service HR consulting, helping employers of all types and sizes with their HR needs. And so we help small mom and pop type shops. We help larger employers. We help private sector, of course, and then nonprofits and public sector. And we meet the client where they are, where they're at to try to help them with whatever HR needs they might have. Maybe that's boots on the ground, HR outsourcing. Maybe it's more training and professional development. Maybe it is more helping out with setting their HR strategy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's more acute issues. There might be an investigation or something that, that needs to happen. And so we're able to step in and give them that service where they need it. There's uh, there's five uh, full-time staff in addition to me. And we're, we're based here in Peoria. We just had our seventh birthday last week, nice. and so um, you know, we, we kind of keep growing. There seems to be a need for this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I can tell you that uh, Eric's been a great resource for the Y, and and you don't have to have, you're not on necessarily retainer with a company, are you? You can kind of just fly in and, hey, we, we got a need, we're going to, can you help us work through this issue? And you guys are always available and flexible to do that. And, and But I imagine it could be the alternative, right, too, where you're yep. just there kind of day-to-day, month-to-month, week-to-week. Depends on what the client needs. We've got plenty of them where we we are their HR department, so to speak, and we are taking care of the thing on a regular basis. And there's other folks who pick up the phone and give us a call when they need us, and other folks set us up for projects. So if it's in that HR space, we're able to help out. Mm -hmm. Is most of your business small business, not-for-profit business? Is that a good chunk of it? I would say that the majority of it um, are private sector at this point, mm -hmm. um, businesses that are probably in that kind of, you know, 20 to 50 employee okay. range. Most of them are, are south of 100 employees, but we help bigger businesses as well. Yeah. That tends to be more kind of coaching, tends to be more sure. project-based. Um, but a lot of private sector, but a fair amount of nonprofits. You know, we, we've we have a lot of nonprofit clients and that's kind of a, a different animals yeah. as well. Um, and then public sector clients as well. We, we help out. Yeah. So, so I know in our perspective, it's been a great resource because it, it's hard to have the capacity to hire an HR professional, right. And, and that cost that comes with it. So it's an affordable option for us to work with HR fit mm -hmm. and get some of our, 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 um, 
you know, the challenges that we're faced with to help us work through those and think through through those. So definitely a great resource. I encourage anyone out there to explore it and give Eric a call. He's certainly accommodating and, and available to have that conversation. So, so let's talk about uh, the weekly winning word this week is flexible. Um, and then Kim, Kim wrote a, a really nice article this week, and she really framed that around the concept of mental flexibility, the importance of having good mental flexibility and what that means for us to, in order to be successful in our lives. So um, let me define it first and take this straight out of Kim's article and, and her resource this week. But she defined it as being ready and able to change so as to adapt to different circumstances. Um, and I think that we could easily agree that, hey, it's important to be flexible. When you're working in an HR environment, you've got to be flexible, right? You've got to be able to work with a lot of different employees who have a lot of different needs and a lot of different challenges. And, and flexibility is critical for all of us to be successful. But I want to I want to share or uh, I'm going to read a statement to you. And I just want you to tell me what you think about it and whether or not you agree. So. In order for us to maximize our, our potential for success, we have to have a strong ability to adapt and to change, right? Do you agree with that? Of course. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, fe I felt like you probably <laughs> would. It's pretty, it, it's pretty straightforward. But, you know, the, having the ability to change and to be flexible and is so important and i think over the last couple years and it seems like this comes up every time i have a podcast it we've been forced to change a lot over the last couple of years just because of the impacts of the pandemic good or bad doesn't matter there's just been a lot of change we've had to navigate all of that and and if you're resistant to that it it's harder to be successful um so but you know a lot of people struggle with change, you know, and wh why do you think that is? Why do you think people are so challenged with change? Because it requires them to adapt and do something new, think about things differently. You've got to expend some mental energy, maybe some physical energy mm -hmm. to try to change that. And and you're in kind of the, the unknown in some regards. Um, you know, what am I going to do to try to adapt to this change? Will mm -hmm. this be successful? Will it not? Uh, I think it's something that everybody struggles with. And um, boy, we've all had to get used to it in the last two years, right? Mm -hmm. With the onset of the pandemic. Yep. Um, and some of that's good. Some of that can be more of a challenge. I, before the broadcast, we were talking about how the impact of video conferencing and things like that mm -hmm. has yeah has impacted things, you know, for, and as I said, for my business, that has, in some regards, it's been great because we're able to reach people more broadly than they mm -hmm. were before. Right. Yeah. And, and they had before it, it's like, yeah, I need you right here. And now we can just hop on a meeting and away we go. But at the same time, there are many instances where that is not nearly as beneficial. Right. You know, it, it is really hard. It's really hard for employers to build culture, for instance, yeah. when everybody's remotely. Yeah. I mean, like your your workplace is your living room or kitchen table or whatever. Relationships are different, aren't they're, they? They're different. And I think employers have to be a lot more intentional about how they go about that. Mm -hmm. um, so without getting us off on a tangent, that I, that's how it strikes me kind of from, from my world of why it's so hard for folks um, to adapt to that change. You, 
they might not have the tools to to know exactly what to do. And then there's just a lot of trepidation with comes with yeah. whether or not it's going to work. Yeah, I think, I think it's easier for us um, kind of stay in our lane, right? We're comfortable mm -hmm. there. And, it, and in order to change, you got to become uncomfortable. And that's, I think that's scary for folks. I think it's scary for everyone. But those of those that can overcome that uncomfortableness and kind of step outside their comfort zone a little bit and challenge themselves to learn something new or do something differently ultimately is going to make them better overall. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I agree with you. It, it's, it's not easy. Um, so in Kim's article, she framed up three ways that um, we can uh, improve our mental flexibility. And the first one is, uh, and I think it's probably, I don't know, to me, it's probably the most important. Maybe, uh, maybe it's not for some, but your, men, your your vocabulary. How do you talk to yourself, right? Do you talk negative to yourself or are you positive in the way that you speak to yourself? Um, and that's, that's the first one. So what are your thoughts on that? We were talking a little bit before the show, and I know that that's one that kind of resonated with you. It was. I think that's so important. If we start internally, that's so important for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Because we need to make sure that we are in a space where we're feeling you know, positive, that we can tackle whatever challenges right. might be out there. Because um, I, I know this is something that's really important in my world in terms of kind of consulting and, and HR consulting in particular. If, if I'm not feeling like there's a way to solve a problem, <laughs> my clients aren't going to have a lot of confidence yeah. in it either, right? So sure. I, I need to come at it with a positive mindset. And the, the language that I use um, for my own self-talk is is going to, and I'm as bad about it as anybody, you know, mm. I, I did something stupid this morning and I there were some, there were some words that I gave myself, <laughs> right? But, um, but you need to move off of that quickly and start, start having this, this uh, solution focused mindset. Mm. And then how you speak to other people, um, I think is, is also important. We talk um, as a staff about, you know, our, our clients are already, they already have a problem. They're already right. facing something. And so part of the value we can bring is this level of kind of confidence and calmness saying like, we're, mm. we're going to figure this out. Yeah. And so, once there's a little bit more stability, now people can kind of think more clearly. We can rationally come up with whatever kind of solution might yep. be there. But, you know, whenever there's something that's coming up, we really, you know, let's stop, take a beat and think about really what we're looking at. You, you're going to be kind of maybe gripped with some some fear or anxiety about this. But let's really think about what it is that we're dealing with and then shift our focus towards the solution. Because there's a way to fix, I mean, pretty well anything. Right. Right. Um, and, right we can get hung up in this notion that this is this unsolvable thing and nothing's going to be the same. We can figure it out. And, and having a good positive mindset yourself um, and using positive language, however cheesy that might sound to some folks, mm -hmm. I, I think is incredibly important. Yeah. I, I, I like what you said is kind of the, the carryover from having positive self-talk is then you're, you, it's easier to have positive talk with others. Right. And that's, that's impactful. Mm -hmm. And people, People need that. People respond well to that. Anybody out there who who is in a position where they manage other people, you get more out of employees when you treat them with respect and you encourage them. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's always challenging conversations that are going to take place. But even in that instance, you can take a positive approach to how you deal with that challenge. And, and in my experience, it's all there's always more fruit on that on that limb or on that 
tree than taking the negative approach. But it starts here, right? Mm -hmm. if, if I don't have it myself, how can I share it with others? And it is so critical. And, and it can be cheesy. I mean, we all grew up watching Saturday Night Live, right? And we know who Stuart Smalley <laughs> is and positive <laughs> affirmations. And, and it's a cheesy little skit, but there's so much truth in that. You know, no, I don't sit in front of a mirror and tell myself that I'm great and that people like me and all that stuff. But you, if you beat yourself up all the time, that has a profound impact on, on our success, I mm -hmm. think, if, because then it becomes mental, mm -hmm. right? And, and it's a challenge to overcome. And, um, but I really appreciate the connection that you made to how you, how you work with others through that experience. The second thing that Kim laid out there was to be a risk taker take more risk, challenge yourself, really. And, and when I when I first read that and I started thinking about it, you know, I, I I kind of likened it to being a gambler. But I don't think that's that's the message that she's sending in, in the article at all. But, you know, you have to take risk, but your risks need to be calculated. They need to be measured. They need to be strategic. They need you need to have an intended outcome through those risks. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, you're going to fail when you take risks. There's no doubt about that, but there's a lot of growth that comes through that too. Mm -hmm. right? I, I couldn't agree more that, you know, risks for risk's sake is, is not terribly wise. Right. Calculated risks right. that, that where you've weighed the, the pros and cons that that's important stuff Back to your point, that's how we grow. And, mm -hmm. and within that, um, I'm a big fan of strategic quitting. I'm a big fan strategic of, quitting. of, and that's not my phrase. I can't, I like like, uh, but it's okay to quit stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's all right. You know, we, I think we get locked in this whole, this notion of commitment and seeing it through, but I don't know if we always think about what that really means. Mm -hmm. Right. And what that is. And, and, you know, I've, I've got kids and we've had different discussions about like, when do I know that feeling the sport is not quite right for me. Right. right? You know, like in saying, you know, I, Man, I, I don't care if you are the best basketball player ever or not. You want to quit, right? And then we'll figure out whatever it is for you, right? But you're on the team. You've committed through the season, sure. So we're going to keep going through the season, right? And then you do whatever you want from there, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's important to know when it's time to drop something because what that's doing is is it's keeping your resources and your energy from what you should be doing, mm. right? And so we we can't get ourselves locked up in this notion that. That just because I, I started to do something, I got to carry it through for the rest of my life. There, there's a point to call it and move on to something else. And that's okay. Right. That's how you learn and grow. Yeah, I like that. Strategic quitting. I like that. I'm going to have to remember that. But, it, you know, also when you take risk, the chances are you're going to have some failures along the way. But failure is okay it, as long as you embrace the failure, right? There's something to be learned through failure. And I think Kim used the, the term in her article of, failing forward, right? Yeah, you fail, but what progress can come from mm -hmm. that? What good can come from that? I mean, we're all, we all fail every day, right? And, and I think it's important for how do you respond to the failure? Are you going to just beat yourself up and talk negative to yourself? Or are you going to learn through that experience so that the next time you're better, right? And mm -hmm. you use the sports analogy. And, and I love using sports analogies, but you see that all the time in athletics. I mean, mm -hmm. you fail, you lose, you get beat, all of those things. Does that does that force you to withdraw or does that force you to work harder, mm -hmm. right? And that, I think that that's a critical component of, of 
like you said, being a strategic risk taker, right? As long as you're doing it for the right reasons, it doesn't matter whether you you find success initially or if you fail, as long as you embrace the failure. And and I think that's really important in this kind of management employment context too. You know, it, think about it if you're an employee and if you know that if you fail, mm. I'm doing the best that I can right. and I know that it fails and I know that my, my boss is going to come down on me hard and I'm going to hear it. I'm probably going to hear it in front of everybody, mm. right? how much incentive do you then have to keep taking right. those risks? Right. Yeah. And, and especially as we've all had to, had to innovate. I mean, that's, that's how organization be going anyway, but especially in these last couple of years, you know, if somebody is not innovating, they're in, they're trying new things. They're in a, a tough way. And so for a manager, just cause this is the world that I live in, in HR for a manager, if we're starting with that positive kind of self-talk and we're, we're radiating that, that positive message out to everybody. And then also talking about it's okay to take strategic risks. It's okay to fail as long as that's, that's well intended. You're trying hard. Mm. And now let's look at how we've learned from that. Now right. we're moving things forward. Yep. If, if we're, if managers are coming down hard on people all the time, just because they, they took a risk on something, well, we're going to lose good people because yep. they're going to, they're going to get out. They don't want to be around that. Nope. Um, and we are not going to be make the, the progress as that we need. And, and frankly, that manager is going to be in the dark about a lot of things that could be pretty serious because those employees are not going to feel like they can trust going to right. him or her to, with those things. And that, that can be a bad spot to be in for any number of reasons. Yeah, that's good. That's good. The, the third, the third strategy or the third um, tool that she lined out was, you know, the importance of personal development and really making a commitment to improve yourself, to learn new things. When you're constantly putting yourself in an environment to learn, you're going to be more successful um, and more innovative. And um, that mental um, flexibility or that emotional flexibility is going to be stronger because you're always thinking, you know, as, as you're learning and, and especially if you're committed to, to learning professional personal development, um, is really about strengthening yourself. Right. And if you're doing that in the right way, the emotional flexibility is going to be a lot easier for us. Mm -hmm. You agree with that? Absolutely. And I, I think in terms of flexibility in this personal development piece, you know, if you can build that that skill, if you will, you know, the, the, that ability to be more flexible, it's only going to help you, you know, because I, I start to think about whatever solution, whatever situation we're coming to, you know, there's a number of possible solutions and we really need to have like a toolkit, mm. right? Um, and every situation is not going to require the same response. You know, I, I know in my world, there are times to uh, come out strong, there are times to really engage and, and try to facilitate. There are times to shut up and yeah. stand back, right? And depending upon which situation there might be, I might need to use any number of those. I may use them all over the course of it, but I need to be able to be flexible throughout that. And mm -hmm. that personal development of, of kind of developing those tools is going to help me out. So then when that situation presents itself, um, I have them. And then the flexibility is going to help me move off of one to the other to the other mm -hmm. and make sure that make sure that we're we're able to apply the, the right tool at the right time to come up with whatever the situation calls for. Yeah, every each one of those situations that you go through just builds upon themselves, right? Mm -hmm. To in order to strengthen the foundation for your ability to change in the future. 
Yeah, I think that's that, that's good stuff. Um, so there, there's a quote that, as I was reading Kim's article, and it, it reminded me of, it was given to me by um, a former um, boss of mine. It was actually when I, when I left the Y in Sterling to come back in Peoria, which has now been about five years ago. One of my board members, um, when he learned that I was making the career change, gave me this quote that I've carried with me throughout, and I've used it, and I think it's so important, and I think it's relevant here with this conversation. So I want to share it with everybody and with you as as we wrap up and maybe get your thoughts on it. But this is, this is what it says, and I'm going to read this because it's kind of long. Uh, when your desire is stronger than your fear, change is your friend. When your fear is stronger than your desire, change is your biggest enemy. There's a battle inside of us being fought over control of our lives, one of the biggest battles is between the desire to improve and the fear of change that is necessary to create it. When desire wins, you see change as an agent of growth. When fear wins, you see change as an enemy forcing you to do things differently. It's real, it's constant, and the winner defines your life. So embrace the change. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I have found that to be so profound in my own life because change comes almost daily in my world and and definitely it's regular. And if we're not ready to embrace it and to kind of grow through that process, it's going to eat us up. It's just, it's going to eat us up. Mm -hmm. I I think what struck me about that at the very beginning is it, it, it's stating that kind of this change is and how you're approaching it, where you're at, is going to have a, is really what's what's affecting the outcome is right. going to affect the, the influence, personal right? choice yeah and, and you know this I, I, and that's a that's a wonderful quote um and it really kind of helps frame things up you know like this this is the situation mm-hmm. this is the world that you're in this is the thing that happened whatever it is right now i've, I've got to figure out how i'm going to respond to this what yeah. does this mean to me what am i going to do mm-hmm. and and embracing it and understanding that this is the situation and I can affect how I go forward and how I might resolve this um, is I think, incredibly powerful whereas if you're kind of shrinking back and trying to pretend like it's not happening well it's at best you're not going to grow at worst the thing's going to get worse for you yeah because the change is going to happen either with you or without you yeah. it's yeah. probably going to happen so you, you've got to find a way to kind of embrace it and and learn through that experience. And I think when we do decide, when we make that choice, the I've decided approach, right? It's a personal choice that we make in, in each one of our lives. To embrace it and to learn through it, we're gonna be so much more successful through that experience. So, well, hey, thanks for being here again today. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. That wraps up this month's edition of our community. Hopefully it's been helpful to those of you out there. Encourage you to reach out to Eric if you have some HR needs, um, and we look forward to seeing you next month on our community.